Okay, good morning everyone, welcome back. Our first Breakfast and Learn program of the new year of Tavshin Pei Gimel, and this morning is sponsored by the Gavrilin family. Le'ilu Nishmas Moshe ben Shloima, the father of Galina Gavrilin, the Zayda of our very own Rebekiva Gavrilin, and the Neshama Shataka have an Aliyah, and uh, so should we. So should we, we should have an Aliyah. Remember how you guys are back a little bit. So we are here holding in the Sunday morning of Aseris Yimei Tshuva. Yeah, Aseris Yimei Tshuva, the ten days of repentance between Rosh and Kippur, of course. Um, and uh, Tshuva is the is the uh, topic of the hour over here. Um, and uh, I think this is a time of year that you can't get enough Tshuva. So it's true, as the other pointed out yesterday... Shabbos afternoon, we talked about Shuva in the uh, Shabbos Shuva Drasha. Um, yeah, Shabbos morning, maybe we talked about Shuva a little bit. But I agree with Oilam. You can never, this time of year, you can't get enough Shuva. You can't get too much. You can't get too much. So um, we're going to explore Shuva a little bit, but specifically, from maybe from a, more, more of a halachic Lamdasha perspective, just a, a brief exploration over here. Of a, a famous Rambam. There's a, there's a difficult Rambam over here. That's what we're going to look at this morning. The Rambam also talks about Shuvah. The Rambam has something called Hilchus Shuvah, right? Open up the Rambam. The only one? Mostly. Oh, oh, the you have Shari, the Rebbeinu Yoyna, right? Miri wrote a sefer on Shuvah. The Rishonim talk about Shuvah. Mar talks about Shuvah. So the Rishonim talk about Shuvah. The Rambam, one section in, in, in the uh, magnum opus of the Rambam, the Yad the Mishnah Torah, Towards the beginning of the Sefer is Hilchus Shuvah. And Hilchus Shuvah, the Rambam, as, uh, as it sounds like, goes through the halachas of how you do Shuvah. And the Rambam begins, he hits the ground with a halacha that has perplexed and vexed Talmudists and commentators for generations. Let's read how the Rambam talks about Hilchus Shuvah. These are halachas of how to do Shuvah. Now, who is the Rambam talking to? Who needs to learn Hilchus Shuvah? The person who had, did Averis, right? You did Averis, you got to do Shuvah. You never did anything wrong. You don't have to do tshuva, right? Some of us are very bored on Yom Kippur. What did I do wrong already, right? Some of us have quite a lot to do on Yom Kippur. Some of us are just watching everyone else do tshuva and, um, you know, taking our entertainment from that. All these people that did all these averas. But the Rambam is talking about people to, to, to people who did averas. So let's see how the Rambam talks about Hilchus tshuva. Says the Rambam, Kol All mitzvahs in the Torah. Bein... Whether it's a positive commandment or a negative commandment. If a person transgresses any of these Averis in the Torah, whether he did it by accident, inadvertently, or whether he did it wantonly, on purpose, So here the Ram gives us the first halach of Hilchus Shuvah. The first obligation. And let's read it again. What's the obligation? When you do tshuva, and you return from your Aveira, when you do tshuva, and you've done tshuva, you have an obligation to say vidui, in front of Hashem. This vidui is a positive commandment. So the Rambam begins Hilchus Shuva with indeed talking about a yid who has done Averis, a man or a woman who has done any Aver in the Torah, whether he did it through negligence, or whether he did it on purpose, b'meizid, 
What's the halacha? When you do tshuva, you're chayiv to say vidui. Strange, so very strange. Okay, <laughs> but not forget about. Oh, that's right. What happens to the chayiv to do tshuva? The Rambam skips something over here. The first thing the Rambam should say should be what? If you do an Avera, you're chayiv to do tshuva. Chayiv lo shuv lishnei Hashem. The Rambam doesn't say that. The Rambam doesn't say that. Rabbi, you say... Some chairs over there. There's bagels, there's chairs, there's coffee, there's tuna salad. Whatever you want we have over here for you. Rabbi, you say... So let's read it again. Um, we're exploring over here, Rabbi, you say, a shver Rambam. Okay? Dave, Sal, you're listening? A shver Rambam over here. The Rambam, the beginning of Hilchus Shuvah says the following. Read it one more time. See, Ramotcha picked up on the shver kite. Let's read it again. I think when we hear the, what's, what's difficult in this Rambam... We're gonna we're gonna jump out of our seats, start ripping our hair out of our skulls. This is a, a very difficult Rambam. One more time. This is the beginning of Hilchus Tshuva. Tshuva is addressing Yidden that have done Averis. Yidden that have done Averis. Like I said, you right, Rabbi Max. Some of us are very busy on Yom Kippur. Some of us are just watching everyone else is very busy because Yom Kippur has to do how busy he spends. How many Averis he did that year, right? Some of us are quite bored. Have not, don't have a lot to do on Yom Kippur. But but if you did Averis, let's see. The Rambam again addresses this, these Yidden that are Avayonim. Every mitzvah in the Torah, whether it's positive or negative, or other malachas, mayhem, bevis, and bishkog, if you transgress any of these avers, whether you did it on purpose, whether you did it inadvertently, kishe yaset tshuva v'yosha v'chetoy, when you do tshuva and you repent, chayiv lehisvadis lifnasham, you're chayiv to do vidui. So the first halacha that the Ram gives us, the first obligation is the chayiv to do vidui. Lifnasham, what's vidui? Vidui is, we're gonna do on Yom Kippur, the Vidui is, on Hashem Chatasi, Avisi, Vashati, Lefanecha, Ashanu, Baganu, Gazalnu. Vidui is, is a confessional. Confessing. Confessing. Your own Vidui? You can say your own Vidui as well. The Rambam gives you the formula for Vidui. You can be creative, you, you can, you can modify that formula. The Rambam gives us the basics, what the basic parameters of Vidui are, we'll get there in a moment. But what's very strange about the Rambam, as Rimotcha correctly picked up on, is where's the Chiv to do Tshuva? Why isn't the Rambam first say, when you do an Aveira, A, you're chayef to do tshuva, and B, after you do tshuva, do vidui, vidui comes after tshuva. Listen to the Rambam says, the Rambam says it's such a powerful way. Says the Rambam, if you did an Aveira, kishe yaset tshuva, when you do tshuva, the yashuv, and, and, and you've done tshuva, you said it twice, you, do, and you repented, mechetoi, chayef lehisvadis. The first chayef, the first obligation the Rambam mentions is the chayef to do vidui. My haide kamon. Ramli is not the obligation to do tshuva. Don't you have an obligation to do tshuva? The first chiv is, is, is vidui. Now, now, before that, before that, I want to point out something else. Let's leave that. That's the that's the whopper of the week over here, Rabbi Sai. This is a, the shaver kite of the hour. What a shaver Rambam. The Ram doesn't say anything about the obligation to do tshuva. Just like kind of almost like when you decide to do tshuva, when you're in the right mood to do tshuva, so go come along and you know come along and join us and do vidui. I want to point out something else before we try to address the whopper of the week over here. The Rambam says something very interesting. And, and this is a Rambam that's kedai to pocket because it's a question that the Velt Dan's on. There's there's proofs one way, proofs another way. It's very clear how the Rambam, um, and, and we do more or less take on this way in halacha. There's three levels of doing averus. There's naver v'mezid, naver b'shoigig, and naver b'oynus. Mezid means he did it on purpose. You're a bum, mamish a bum, okay, a big bum. The guy knew better, he knew it was Shabbos, he was raised in the from household, he's not even a teen of Shanishba, and you know, one, one week he's not in the mood, he decides to be Machal Shabbos, that's amazing. That's Zodoin, that's doing an Avera wantonly. Shoigeg is when you do an Avera inadvertently. Through, through, uh, <coughs> negligence, through neglect. 
Shoigig is, you forget that it's Shabbos. Shoigig is, you forget the halacha. You could have been more careful. Shoigig is, anytime we're able to say, you could have been more careful, you just weren't careful enough, that's called a Shoigig. I didn't do it on purpose. I'm not a big bum. I'm not a rebel. I'm not trying to get Hashem angry. But, um, you know, I, I, I um, was absent-minded. I, I woke up, I forgot that it was Shabbos. And that is something that a person could be more careful about. Don't don't forget that it's Shabbos. Before I do anything, any morning that I wake up, I should have ingrained into me. First, take the, try try remember what what morning it is, what what day of the week is it. Before I do anything, person forgets Hilchas Shabbos and he's Mechal Shabbos because he doesn't remember Hilchas Bishul. You know, I, I can make a tea, I can't make a tea. How many times do I have to pour the water? How many how many cups do I have to pour back and forth before I make that tea? I forget Hilchas Boirer. That's called a shoygig. So you're not a, a big bum. You're a little bum, right? Just a little bum. Uh, because you could have been more careful and you weren't careful enough. That's what we call Shagi. There's also a Navir that's called a Navir Ba'inais. An Ainais. Ainais is where you couldn't have been more careful. It was, it was unpreventable. A Navir that was unpreventable. Unpreventable. Excuse me. What would be an example of an Ainais? Someone forces me to do something. What? Right? That's right. That's right. And Aynas is where it was unpreventable. Unpreventable. There's nothing at all I could have done about it. It wasn't, I didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't done through negligence, through being sloppy, through me forgetting things. It was mamish unpreventable. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, an example of Aynas, a classic Aynas is somebody puts a gun to my head. You're not obligated to give up your life for Shabbos. Someone puts a gun to your head and says, go be Michal Shabbos. You know, let's say, let's say you have a yid who holds like a big machlokes or motion of Shlomo Zaman. If you can make tea on Shabbos, right? You can use tea bags on Shabbos. Shlomo Zaman actually went back and forth. Shlomo Zaman originally held um, that you could posthumously his talmidim. Um, I'm not sure if it was posthumously or prehumously, but later editions of the Shmir Shabbos Kolchasei took that part out. The early, early, early editions. So I happen to have a copy of this. The first edition of Shmuel Shabbos of the Chasa, he actually said like Ramosha that you can make uh, tea in the Klish Lishi, in the tea bag. Yeah, that's right. But even before the song, he said even before the song. Um, and uh, later editions of Shmuel Shabbos of Chasa, they took it out. The Israeli place are much more machmer over here. So let's say they, 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 the Israeli place are, are, are machmer that, that uh, a tea bag, perhaps even in a Klish Lishi, we can hold it's Kali Abishal that, that, that has the Chashash Bishal. So let's say you have a guy who is machmer for Vilyashiv. Okay, it's machmer for the Madura Basra of Shlomo Zaman. He holds that making a tea bag, a, a cup of tea on Shabbos, Nekulishli, he holds that's Bishul Daraisa. And he puts a gun to your head. And he says, I, I, want, I want you to make tea on Shabbos. I want you to take a tea bag and put it in Nekulishli on Shabbos. But I hold this What? But I hold this No, no, the guy with the gun, he holds it to us, sir. And he wants, he's trying to force you to be Mechal Shabbos. And he puts a gun to your head and he forces you to do it. You also hold it, you also try to be a machmer, right? You're good, you try to be machmer. You know, you're living near Israel, you want to be machmer. And he forces you to make this tea on Shabbos. Now, you, again, you have to give up your life to not to to, to uh, be machmer for Rebbe Yashiv or Shlomo Zaman and not make the tea. No, you, you're not. Shabbos is not your Yehirik You don't give up your life for Shabbos. You make the tea on Shabbos. You make the tea on Shabbos. So you call an oynus. You call an oynus because you don't have to give up your life. That's an avir boynus. An avir boynus is when it was unpreventable. There's nothing you could do about it. So again, three levels of of avirus. Shoyk amazed it when he did it on purpose. You didn't, you didn't say no to the gates or horror. Shoigeg, when it was through ne- negligence, neglect, you, sloppiness, you could have been more careful. And Oynes, where it was unpreventable. 
Do you have to do tshuva for an aver that you do ba'inus? When it was uh, the, the guy who had the gun to his head. Let's in that, that situation. So so later on, later on, when uh, you know that that fellow leaves and he, okay, good. I got what I wanted. I wanted to force you to make that tea on Shabbos. He got his kicks. He got his thrills. He leaves. He you know he leaves you. Uh, he leaves you to your own business. And that's it. You go on with life. Now, after Shabbos, so we don't do tshuva on Shabbos, but the next morning, do you have to do tshuva on that act of having broken Shabbos ba'oynes? Through unpreventable circumstances. The question really is, in Avera ba'oynes, is that called an Avera? And this is, a, this, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slippery topic a little bit. You have to really dig around to find proofs one way or the other. We have a pre- beautiful proof from the Rambam that we just read. It's clear that the Rambam believes in, in, in excuse me, in Avera Ba'inus is not called Navera. Not called an Avera. Let's read the Rambam again. What does the Rambam say? The Ram says, Kishi, I'm sorry, Kol HaMitzvah Shabbatari Bein Asei Bein Lois Asei Im Ovar Adam Al Achaz Mehen Bein Bezodoin Bein Beshkaga. If you did any Aver, whether you did it on purpose or whether you did it, Bishkaga by accident, he doesn't say anything about Aver Ba'inus. The Ram understands this concept of an Oynus. Oynus is there in the Gemara. The Ram doesn't say anything about Aver Ba'inus, and he goes on to say, when you do Tshuva, you have to do Vidui. Clear in the Ram, you do not have to do Tshuva, nor say Vidui on an Aver that you did Ba'inus. The Rambam believes, let's take that further, what's the lumpus behind that? It all stems from the, the Pasuk, which the Gemara elaborates on. It says, Ulanayur Loisasa Dabar. Arayas, that when, a, when a, a woman is taken against her will, an Aishas Ish, you know, a married woman, is Rahman al Islam taken against her will, the Torah says, you don't put her to death, you don't, you don't punish her, because, um, the, 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 the Torah compares it to, so, like we were just saying, to bloodshed, so, so, to someone who was killed. Don't do anything to her. And what the Rambam's opinion is, and, and really, you know, um, when we skip all the way to practical halach, practically in halach, we do really take on like this. An oinus is, is, is not considered your maisa. It's not considered to be your maisa. It's considered that guy's maisa. This was forced upon me. In other words, that guy puts the gun to your head and says, be mechal Shabbos or else. Eat chazer or else. Wear shotness or else. I pulled the trigger. That's not my action. That's his action. He's forcing that, his action upon me. It's unpreventable. Why is it unpreventable? Because I don't have to give up my life. So the way we look at it from a Talmudic sense, Talmudic perspective, is it's his mice, it's not even my mice, it's not my action, therefore I don't have to do shuv on it. I do shuv on my actions. Meze, that's definitely my action. Even a shagig. I could have been more careful. I didn't learn the halach as well enough. I forgot it was Shabbos. I could have been more careful. I can have reminders all over the place. Have a sign right in front of you. Have a sign on your wall that says, have a calendar right there. Good morning. It's Shabbos today. There's ways of being more careful about uh, about that. When I could have been more careful at the shayk, that's my ma'isa. I'll be in a lower sense of my ma'isa than 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 a mazid. I have to do tshuva on my actions. And oynes, if it's unpreventable, it's his action being forced upon me. So you don't have to do tshuva on that. A very beautifully meduik here in the Rambam. And 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 um, the um, you can skip all the way. Reb Chaim Kanievsky writes the same thing. They asked him a shaila, uh, do you have to do chuvan and oinus? He said, no, would that bring makaris, I believe. But here we have, we have a source for this in the rabbin. Now, I heard uh, some mutterings over here coming from, um, from, uh, the, uh, peanut gallery. Peanut gallery, yeah. Um, we do say, and, and within the whole string of, 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 um, al-chait, we say, an yom kippur, al-chait shechatan lefanecha ba'oinus uveratzen. Through oinus and through ratzen. So what do we do with that? If you don't have to do tshuva or vidui on an oinus, we do incorporate this into the ashamnus, the acrostic, um, al-chaitz rather, the aleph base, on the sin that we sin 
So it's a, it's a difficulty. The simplistic approach, the Pasha Prat answer to that, again, is why are we doing Truvan and Oynes? If the, if the Ram, it's Mashmadin. Again, Oynes is not my mice, I don't have to do Truvan and Oynes. So the, the, there's an idea of, of, of Machnas Atmeli Day Oynes. A person can sometimes put himself into an unpreventable situation. If you place yourself into an Oynes, then actually you are held accountable for that. Rabbi Oynesen brought up an example of a guy gets stuck on a plane um, on Shabbos, right? The, the plane, it was supposed to land... Uh, 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 five hours before Shkia, I made sure I had plenty of time to get off the, 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 the plane to get my stuff and to get to wherever I was staying. And there's some kind of delay, and I end up landing after Shkia. So that's annoying because I really did my best. Maybe let's 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 assume that's annoying. But but um, what if what if you know the plane is scheduled to land ten minutes before before lift benching time? I make a cheshwal. It lands at 10 minutes. I won't take any carry-ons. I'll make sure I sit all the way in the front. I'll scream at the flight attendants to open the door for me. I'll run off the plane and I'll have an Uber waiting for me. I, 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 I'm staying in a place that's seven minutes away from the airport. I'll get there, I'll get the three minutes before Shkia. Plenty of time. That's a very holistic situation, unfortunately. I'll get the three minutes before Shkia. That's plenty of time. What's the promise? Shower? No, I'll take a shower on the plane. You know, they have hot and cold water there in the sink over there. Right? I'll bring some shampoo with me. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So they make a cheshman like this, that you, you know, you'll land and you get to your, your destination three minutes before Shkia, which is, which is certainly plenty of time to get all the muksa stuff out of your pockets, make sure the bathroom light is on, bedroom light is off. That's all you need. How many seconds do you need for that? And lo and behold, the plane is delayed by 25 minutes and you end up landing after Shkia. Is that called an oinus? No, it's not called an oinus. It's called you set yourself up for an oinus. That's machmas atmai lide oinus. A similar, similar situation is if, uh, you know, someone, someone, um, uh, someone, someone, uh, let's say, goes, travels, goes, starts traveling. To camp, the Gemara is the Gemara's classic situation. You go on a long journey, like Erev Shabbos, in a place where, you're, and you don't take enough provisions with you, you don't take food with you, anything like that. Yeah, when Shabbos hits, you're in Oynas, because, you know, you're, you're in a dangerous area, you don't have any food, etc. But that's called Machnas Atzmili Deinas, putting yourself into an Oynas. And Pashas, that's what you're saying, um, the Ashamnu for Achet, the Achet rather, is for the fact that you place yourself into the Aydis. Okay, but getting back to the Rambam. So that, that's the very, very Gishmak. We see the Rambam holds an Avera, a classic Aydis, a pure Aydis, it's not called my action. If it was a pure Aydis, then I don't have to do true because it was forced upon me. Now, I don't want to get into the stickiness and the touchiness of what's called Aydis, what's not called Aydis. Lamashal, like we would assume, let's say you buy this is going to be very controversial. I'm going to stir something up that's very controversial here. Let's say, Rabbi, so again, Aynas is when it was unpreventable. So I guess I could have been more careful. Let's say you buy a product in the supermarket from the kosher aisle, the kosher section. You go to a kosher restaurant. It's under a mamasha, It's under a heksher that's like a high-level heksher. You go to this restaurant, you have yourself a fleshiga dinner, you go out with your wife, and you find out a week later that, uh, that um, the guy was selling treif. In the restaurants. So it was under a, it was under a heksher. It was under a heksher in Mahudr. A Mahudr dika heksher. And you relied on that heksher. And you ate food. And it turns out, lo and behold, you're told for the last uh, three years they've been serving treif. So you ate treif. You ate treif. Is that called shaygir or oinus? It's, we would say, well, what do you oinus? I relied on the heksher. I relied on the owner. Right? And they told me it was kosher. Not so posh that that's called oinus. You, you may be a shaygig. 
Not so partial it's called oinus. Relying on somebody else's... Uh... Shoigig is what? Anytime that we can tell you you could have been more careful, you're a shoigig. If, if there's no way you did everything possibly in your powers and there's no way you could have been more careful, then you're an oinus. But if you could have been more careful, you're a shoigig. When you go to the restaurant and you're relying on the hechsher, is, 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 is it, um, can we say that you couldn't have been any more careful? You were as careful as you could have been? Exactly. I know we're on tape, Rabbi Isai. I know we're being recorded, but the best hechsher in the world is, is only as good as the weakest link in that hechsher. Anytime you rely on any hechsher, you're being saimich on somebody who's being saimich on someone who's being saimich on someone. You want to get, you want to be able to eat something and say, I did the best, very best possible job I possibly could have. You gotta buy your own chickens. Learn Hilchashita, shech them yourself, do the bedikas yourself, kasher them yourself, and then you know that you know there was nobody in the middle. I'm not relying on anyone. I did everything myself. If it turns out something was trafe in spite of your best efforts, then you're an oinus. To say that when you eat something at a restaurant, you're an oinus, and I'll show you it's difficult to say such a thing. But uh, you, you're, 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 we would say karav lo'inus. Karav lo'inus. It's a, it's a hechsher that's mahodr. It's mahodr to hechsher. Definitely, you know, you're not the same shaygig as the guy who I, I'm not sure if you know. Can I do this? Is this called bayur? Is it not called bayur? Is it called? Oh, it's probably not called bayur. It's probably not called bishul. You're definitely much less of a shaygig than that guy, right? That guy's closer. He's karv lemezid. You're definitely karv lo'inus. You're on the scale toward. Uh, you're approaching unpreventable. But to say that it was mamish unpreventable, difficult thing to say. Difficult to say that. But anyway, anyway, um, I'm not telling the oilam not to eat in restaurants. I myself eat in restaurants, right? Um, I probably will start eating restaurants again sometime <laughs> soon. Um, I'm not telling I'm not to do that, but but there's an element. There is an element of of risk. You know, the best 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 hechsher always has a slight level of uh, of risk. There's nothing to do about it. Um, getting back to the Rambam. So we have a shver Rambam here. The Rambam says, "Kishi yasid shuva v'yoshev mechetoi chayp lehisvadis lefeikel baruchu." When you do shuva. And you return, then you're obligated to say vidui. So what's the obligation that the Rambam starts off with in Hilchus Shuvah? The obligation is vidui. What happened to Tshuva? Shouldn't the Rambam say, if a Yid does any Avera, first say, Chayiv Lashuv, you Chayiv to do Tshuva. Then, after you do Tshuva, Chayiv Lashuv, then you Chayiv to do vidui. The Rambam doesn't say anything about an obligation to do Tshuva. He just says, when you do Tshuva, Kishay Yasset Tshuva. It sounds like, almost like, when you're in the right mood, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna force you over, you're not gonna press you, we're not going to, um, you know, no, 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 uh, no, um, um, religious coercion over here. You know, when you're in the right mood, you let us know. Ah, you ready to do chuva? Okay. Here, now you're chive to do vidui. So madna, so strange. Why does the Rambam not say that chuva itself is a Doesn't everybody know that chuva is a Everybody knows that you're chive to do chuva. Of course you're chive to do chuva. The first chiv the Ram gives us is what to do after you've done tshuva, and that's vidui. Vidui is standing before the rebbeinu shalaylam. Let's read further. Keta misvade. What is vidui? Oimer, you say ona Hashem chatosi avisi pashati lefanecha. God, I have sinned before you. Basizi kach v'kach. You have to you have to specify the sin. Bar nichavti uvoshti b'maisai. I I I I regret I regret what I've done. I, I've, 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 um, I have um, um, changed my, I, I, I have a completely different take on life now. Nihamti, I shouldn't have done this. I'm never going to do it again. That's vidui. The vidui is, again, the confessional. The confessional. No, this is after tshuva. Oimer. Vidui is just addressing God. 
after you do tshuva, you talk to Hashem. You say, Ana Hashem Chatasi Avishi Pashati. This after you do tshuva, and it's clear around this after you do tshuva. Kishi has a tshuva v'yashem mechetov. If then chayiv lists vadois. So why does the Rambam not list tshuva itself as a chiv as an obligation? Uh, Avada, you have to do tshuva, but it should be obligatory. The Rambam doesn't say that you're chayiv to do tshuva. This is the kasha. Rambam should say chayiv lashuv, and after you do tshuva. The first obligation that he gives us is Vidoy. Now the Achrayim are matuzach. They're all busy with this. Some, some Mepharshim want to say that, yeah, the Rambam believes that Shuv itself is not a mitzvah. The, the mitzvah is Vidoy. And Shuva, we're not going to compel you to do Shuva. You decide when the right time for you to do Shuva is. When you do Shuva, though, you have a chiv to do Vidoy. Vidoy is like the, the, the cap, is the smack of a padish. Some do want to say this in the Rambam. But it's clear, it's very difficult to say that in the Rambam, because if you start, if you go that way, that the Rambam believes that tshuva is not obligatory, we'll just wait for you to, you know, you bide your time, you decide when it's right for you to do tshuva, and when you do tshuva, we're going to give you the obligation to do vidui. If you learn that way, then, then the, the, we begin to encounter contradictions in the Rambam. Every section of the Rambam begins with an introduction. And the Rambam, in the introduction to tshuva, always enumerates the mitzvah in every introduction. Here he says, mitzvah say achas, Hilchot Shuvah contains one positive mitzvah. What's that mitzvah? Listen to how the Ram says it over here. You have a mitzvah to do Shuvah, and do Vidui. So here the Rambam is suddenly saying something else. The Rambam is singing different mirrors here. The Ram says, what's the mitzvah? Do Shuvah, and then say Vidui. So the Rambam it seems to almost contradict himself. Right? Here he says, do tshuva and then do vidui. That's the mitzvah. But in, in, inside he says, when you do tshuva, then, you, then you're chayv to do vidui. Where, where is the first mitzvah? The, 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 the hakdama. Where the Rambam is mefar the mitzvah. Mitzvah says, mm-hmm. The mitzvah is to do tshuva and to say vidui. Here the Rambam makes, does make it clear that there's a mitzvah to do tshuva. The, the, the Rambam says that. And um, the Rambam, uh, other places as well, Makes it clear again that that um, tshuva itself is a mitzvah. Tshuva itself is a mitzvah. Um, is an obligation. Let's call it an obligation. So Ram Perish Mishnai and Yuma says that tshuva itself is an obligation. And in, in the Hakdam also, it's clear that tshuva is an obligation. You have an obligation to do tshuva. So to say that the Rambam believes the only obligation, the only mitzvah, the only chiv that I have is the vidui, the confessional, and the truth is just, you know, when it's, when, when it works for you, that, that's untenable. Because the Rambam elsewhere does make it clear that tshuva itself is a mitzvah. So, so that's the case. We have a contradiction in the Rambam. We have to resolve this contradiction. The Rambam, in his hakdom is saying, you have an obligation to do tshuva, and you have an obligation to do vidui. And inside, when he actually spells out the nature of the obligation, he just says, he, he, he pins it on, on Vido itself, on the confessional. Let's read it again. Kishayasat Shuva, when I do Shuva, Vyashuv, then Chayv Lehizvadis. Then I become Chayv to do Vidui. Zev Vidui Dvarim. Vidui is a mitzvah say. This Vidui is a mitzvah say. Vidui is a positive commandment. Here is, again, he's just emphasizing the Vidui. Say, Shuva is a positive commandment. Shuva is a positive commandment. All he says is the Vidui is a positive commandment. But in the Hakdama, he says, Shuvah is obligatory, 
Vidui is obligatory. I have a chiv to do tshuva. I have a chiv to do vidui. Inside, he just says vidui is the passive commandment, the, the, not tshuva. The list of mitzvahs the Rambam has are they all chiyuvim mitzvahs, or some of them are like like bigger chayluv? You're not obligated to do. Them. The Rambam only lists mitzvahs that he holds are obligatory. obligatory yeah, minatayr. Yeah, so how do we answer this in the Rambam? Again, he starts off by saying tshuva is obligatory, vidui is obligatory. Inside, he says vidui is the mitzvah I say. So I once heard a beautiful <coughs> approach um, from. Um, Rivero Pavarsky, um, when I was living in Eretz uh, in my Yushalayim or Yarn, so there was a Takufa that, someone, he came to speak once a week in a, in a local shtibel over there, and I had this course of hearing him, I didn't go every week, but a few weeks I heard him speak. I once heard an amazing approach that he said to answer this Rambam. He said a beautiful idea. How to answer this conflict in the Rambam, this, 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 uh, this, this contradiction. Again, what's the contradiction? In the Hagdam of the Rambam says we have two obligations. We have an obligation to do tshuva. We have an obligation to say vidui. Inside the Rambam says, when you do tshuva, you have an obligation to do vidui. And vidui is a mitzvah saseh. So which one is it? Which one is the mitzvah? Are they both mitzvahs? Or only vidui is a mitzvah? Is tshuva obligatory or is it not obligatory? He said like this. Avada tshuva is obligatory. But vidui is the one that's the mitzvah. Vidui is a separate mitzvah on its own, and there's no separate mitzvah to do tshuva. Aye, so if there's no separate mitzvah to do tshuva, how is it obligatory? Teretz is pashat. What is tshuva? Tshuva, which is the first part, before the vidui, tshuva means stopping doing averis. Tshuva means don't sin. Tshuva means stop these averis. Tshuva means I, I did an avera. I, I stole something. I ate treif. I was mechal shabbos. I said lashon hara. And now I have an obligation to do tshuva. Until I've done a full tshuva, I'm still holding by that Aveira. I haven't let go of that Aveira. The way he put it was a nituk of the Aveira. I have to disengage myself from that Aveira. So in other words, we all know there's a whole process of tshuva, which is stopping the Aveira and charata, having remorse and a, a, a resolution, kabbalah asid. Until I've done all three of those, I haven't disengaged from the Aveira, and the obligation to not do the Aveira is telling me to do tshuva. I have to disengage myself from the Aveira, and until I've done a full tshuva, I'm still holding by the Aveira. I haven't gotten rid of the Aveira yet. I, I, I'm not actively currently doing the Aveira yet, but if I don't feel bad about it, I'm still schlepping the Aveira with me. I have it in my pocket. I have it in my backpack. I have it under my yarmulke, that Aveira. I didn't disengage myself from the Aveira. The chiv to do tshuva certainly is obligatory. But it's not a mitzvah on its own. It's not a mitzvah b'fnei atzma. It's the obligation to stop doing the Aveira. When the Torah says, don't eat chazer, how far does that go? The extent of don't eat chazer means, don't eat chazer. And if you ate chazer, stop eating chazer. What does it mean to stop eating chazer? Feel bad about the fact that you ate chazer. And say, and you're never going to do it again. Stop it, feel bad, and do a kabbalah. And until I've done that... I'm still holding by the chazer. I'm, I'm, uh, the chazer is going wherever I go. It's on a leash. I'm just taking it with me on a leash. Right? It's on the tip of my tongue still. So the, 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 the chiv to stop doing the Aveira is what generates the chiv to do tshuva. Beautiful idea. An amazing insight. Until I've done the first stage, which is tshuva, ichalt noch by the Aveira. I'm still holding by the Aveira. I haven't been menatek myself. I haven't disengaged myself from the Aveira. After I disengage myself, oh, now I have a new mitzvah say to do vidui. The tshuva is not a new mitzvah say. The obligation to do tshuva is a direct result of the obligation to not do the avero. And as long as I haven't done tshuva, I'm still holding by that avero. I haven't detached, disengaged myself, and gotten rid of the avero. How 
Also in the mind. You stop it physically, and you stop it in the mind, that's the charata. Well, all of them. I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm eating, if I'm eating, you know, my, uh, my, my, my chazer, but I'm in my mind, I don't want to do it anymore, so, and really stopped it, right? You need both, you need both. You need both. Right? You need both. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but mentally, I mean, mind is You're having your, your chazer soup over there. You say, oh, everybody, I hate this stuff so much. I don't want to do this ever, ever again. Right? While you're slurping that, uh, that, um, yeah. Drink that has a cocktail, so it doesn't do much. You need both, right? You need both. You need both. So anyway, a beautiful approach here from, um, again, from Rivera Povarsky Shlita, uh, that puts the whole thing together quite nicely, um, is, is Nachamal. Why do you have an obligation to do tshuva? And until I've done a full tshuva, what, what, what's the mechaib? What, what is the obligating... Um, <coughs> Factor of tshuva. What about tshuva obligates me? Not a mitzvah on its own, but the obligation to not do the avera. Every avera is telling you, don't do me. Don't do this avera. And when I did the avera, the don't do me of the avera is telling me to stop doing the avera. And until I do a full tshuva, I'm still kind of doing the avera. Even if I'm not doing it actively, but I haven't disengaged myself from the avera, the obligation not to do the avera is telling me to do a full tshuva. Beautiful idea. And after that, so I have a mitzvah I say to do vidui. But so both are correct. Tshuva is obligatory and vidui is obligatory. Vidui is a, a separate mitzvah say. Tshuva is not a separate mitzvah say, even though it's obligatory because the obligation to do tshuva comes from the obligation to stop doing the avera. But a, a chilling idea, a very frightening idea, what comes out from this, from this idea from Rav Pavarsky is until I do a full tshuva, I'm kind of still doing the avera. Meaning it could be, you know, let's say I, 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 I wasn't so honest in my business practices and I cheated my partner from some money. I only did that once. But until I do a full tshuva, which involves also asking them for mechila, I'm still holding by the Aveira. I still am attached to that Aveira. I still have that Aveira in my backpack. I'm still walking around with that Aveira, even though I only did it once, but until I do a full tshuva, echalt noch by the Aveira. I'm still holding by that Aveira. I haven't disengaged myself from the Aveira. And the obligation not to do the Aveira is telling me to do a full tshuva. And I haven't done a full tshuva yet. What? Avada tshuva is a requirement. That's what coming out with. Avada is obligatory. But it's the the Aveira, which is telling me to do the tshuva. Until I've done tshuva, I'm still holding by the Aveira. Even though I'm not actively doing but I haven't gotten rid of the Aveira yet. Okay. Um, lastly, just a, a quick idea. One more thing to throw in over here in the Rambam. The Rambam says, throws in that part of the vidui is... Um, to, well, to hit yourself. He doesn't say that part. That we, 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 we know that. On, everyone knows you're supposed to hit yourself. Yeah. Right? Make yourself black and blue. But on Yom Kippur, you're actually not allowed to make yourself black and blue. you got to be careful. But he says, a component of vidu is lifnei Hashem. You hear this? Chayv lezvada says the Ramam, lifnei hakel baruchu, in front of God. In front of God. I saw an idea, Rav Motcha Gifter, Zichrena Levracha, has a sefer on Hilchus Shuva, and he picks up on the lifnei hakel baruchu, in front of God, and he says that's the whole word of vidu. The whole word of vidu is addressing God. Standing in front of God is not just muttering things. The 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 um, definition of Vidui, the definition, the Haggadah, the definition of Vidui is that I'm standing face to face with God. I'm facing God. I'm addressing God. I'm in God's presence. The whole idea is not just to confess, but it's to to confess to God, to come clean, to, to come back to my maker, to come back to my creator. I'm not trying to be evasive. I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm coming to the one whose will I transgressed, I ignored, I neglected. And I'm telling the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, this is what I did, Hashem, I feel bad, I apologize. 
The whole word of, of Vidui, though, is to come lifnei Hashem. It's very clearly emphasized here in the Ram, that has to be lifnei Hashem. The Rambam also in Perish Mishnayis makes the same emphasis. He says, um, Hashem. says the same thing over here, it has to be Lifnei Hashem. And if it's not Lifnei Hashem, it's not a real Vidui. So, and, 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 um, Rav wants to say that the Ram, where's the Ram get this from? How do you know that Vidui has to be Lifnei Hashem? It just means confessing. So we, we, we actually lift this from, it says on Yom Kippur, Lifnei Hashem Titaru. On Yom Kippur, there's an element of Lifnei Hashem, and we know Yom Kippur is all about Shuvah. Yom Kippur is the day that's reversed, what? Oh, so how do we do this? So if it's so important, part of the parameters of Idoi is to be Lifnei Hashem. How do we do that? It's in the mind. Exactly, as Rabbi Yonasen said earlier, I have to understand, visualize, I'm, and that's why we do it, by the way, in Shemona Esrei. Why do we do Vidui during Shemona Esrei? Our own Vidui is in Shemona Esrei, because this is when we're standing Lifnei Hashem. That's Lifnei the Sefer Torah. But we have to be Lifnei... And anywhere you are, you can be standing in front of Hashem. Molei chol arts kevaydoi, right? But that's why we say bidoi, Hashemu baganu alchev. We say while we're still in Shmona Esrei. Because in Shmona Esrei is when you're standing in front of Hashem. And it's very important. We have to visualize when we say alchev shechatanu alchev, alchev, alchev. It's not just about the clapping, not just about the banging. It's about... Addressing Hashem before Hashem, we're apologizing to Hashem, we're coming clean. Every parent always wants, you know, when our kids do dumb things, we don't want our kids to hide them. Every parent wants the kid to come and apologize to the parent. I want you. To, I want to see that you understand that you did something wrong. I want to see that you understand that you didn't listen to me. I want to see that you understand that, and I only see that when you come back to me. That's what every parent always wants to see from their child. That's what Hashem wants to see from us. That we get it. We we we, we understand it. We're, we're with the program. Vidoy is lifnei Hashem. We're addressing Hashem. We're apologizing to Hashem. Not trying to hide. And, and we're coming clean. So, this is a few gold nuggets over here that we can mine out of the Rambam. We should be zoicha ta'aka lifnei Hashem titaru to a tshuva gemura to be, uh, to, to, to gemar chasim atoivra boisai nichta v'nechtam v'sefer shot tzadikim gemurin l'chaim toim varukim gezeris toivus yeshuas v'nechamois. Thank you all for joining.